0: Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. And once again, we have our Managing Director, Naomi Burley of the grc And today we're going to be talking a bit about AML, but not about what's wrong in the world and what's falling apart, but new offerings from the GRCI. Um, I think, and this is obviously coming in the context of, you know, we obviously had our Congress earlier this year, Talking about a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, Um, a lot of the topologies you have to look out for in terms of topologies and sanctions and anti-bribery, and you know, companies still struggling to get their reporting right, SMRs, and I think everybody keeps talking about the risk assessments are not where they need to be and where they're at. Um, So hopefully,
1: governance going up to the board.
0: (laughs) Exactly. There's so much. So I hope I'm really selling this here. So Naomi, um, now you get to talk. Uh, so tell me a bit about what the GRCI is is offering. What's what's happening with AML?
1: Uh, look, well, as uh, everyone would have to be aware from the emails coming in their inbox Uh, our members some time ago got together and selected a number of competencies to put together for the for the absolute minimum kind of educational standards for compliance professionals Um, so very principles based how to build a compliance framework and how to assess sort of obligation risk and enterprise risk now we're sort of stepping into the territory of a lot of our members are either AML specialists um, or they are the compliance person for the entirety of the organization and AML and financial crime falls in their purview. But obtaining specialist skills in this area is complicated in the Australian market because we've, we've seen a lot of imports come in. We've seen a lot of courses offered and they've been the only thing in the space, but it doesn't have an Australian centric focus. So getting that feel for where we are in this international map because it is an international problem um is takes a lot of work on their part you know they have to they have to sort of research that themselves now there is existing as people know there are existing qualifications on the national qualification framework and those are what we're getting on scope so we didn't go out and pick out the competencies and get it accredited this is this is a course that's already sitting on scope and there are there's one or two other providers in the market already for this um but In consultation with our members, we've been working on this for quite some time to develop the materials and what we discussed with them and what's become very clear when we run our Congress, the reason we cover all those other financial crimes in the Congress is because it's really difficult to get training in sanctions, in modern slavery, in fraud, in other areas, unless you want to, unless for some of them you want to go off and do a specialised course or for something like sanctions, it's only being offered overseas. So um, so with our version of this one, uh, with all of these, there's, a, there's an anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism financing skill set, uh, which is a three competency course, which internally we're kind of calling 101 because it covers the basic stuff that Austrac absolutely insists an organisation must do. It needs to understand its obligations Um, for any money laundering and counter-terrorism financing. We're adding in all those other elements as well about financial crime. It needs to be able to assess the products and services it provides for vulnerabilities to money laundering, and it needs to be able to assess its risks, particularly in this space. So what we're doing with that one, because we already do assessing risks in our graduate certificate and our certificate for in compliance and risk management, this assess risk component that we're we're putting in in all of these all of these qualifications has that financial crimes and AML critical thinking nuances about it because there are special considerations. Let's face it, it's a completely different thing to be looking at um, the way you run your business and measure that against the obligations that ASIC or someone else imposes and then try and make the two fit in your compliance framework than it is to be operating against players who are intent on doing the wrong thing and who are going to be assessing your organization for vulnerabilities to be able to exploit it, to do the wrong thing and then get you in the headlines. As you know, that's just a byproduct. They're not interested in your reputation and they don't really care. That's your concern. They just want to launder their money or steal money from you or the government or another person. Um, So it's it's a little bit different and that's the kind of approach we're taking in that we'll be having discussions around case studies and typologies that I will track. Have brought out and giving it a real Australian context um, for that, we we're hopeful of. Um, now there's three that we've that we've brought onto scope. So the uh, financing skill set. Then there's a graduate certificate which has three competencies in it, as they call it, which which do build on that. You don't have to have done the um, the. Uh, the skill set to start with if you are already experienced in aml or have other qualifications you can go straight into the graduate certificate but it is all about then designing and assessing the controls to go against the assessment you've already done so we won't be revisiting stuff that we've covered in the skill set again there will be some expectation of existing knowledge so that's really great for experienced compliance and aml specialist to go straight into. The beauty of the the way it's been structured, and and we can take no credit for that, um, is that you can do three of the competencies and get a qualification, get a graduate certificate. And then if you then want to go on and do the graduate diploma, you've only got five more competencies to go. So you walk away with something after the first module, provided you hand in all the post-course assessments, and then you can add to it later. And that's the way we're going to deliver it as well. We, will, we are very unlikely to offer the graduate diploma as a big, long, you know, basically it would be a five or six day course. Um, we're very unlikely to schedule that in all in one, all in one go, yeah. um, as attractive as that might seem. Our members can't get that amount of time off it's a really, really difficult sell. So it'll be offered the way it always is. You can get recognition of prior learning. You can do it via distance um, eventually when we offer it and then you'll be able to do it module by module with either live stream or face-to-face. We'll continue to offer live stream even post-COVID whenever that actually happens, whenever (laughs) the post-COVID world re-emerges. But uh, we find live streams really good for, for all those members who can't add to the budget, the travel and accommodation to attend face-to-face. So it's a really exciting development and and a huge thank you to all the members who have actually contributed their feedback on what we needed to include and who have participated in this process. I think it's been a process going on for about three years to sort of go through what we actually wanted to include in these. So the competencies have, you know, the minimum you need to have done and we've got all that extra in there um, that we really think members need to have some kind of access to. So it's not a specialized fraud course and it's not a specialized modern slavery or sanctions course by any means, but it definitely encompasses um, where you need to start with those and how you need to apply critical thinking to those and what are some people trying to do with those? Because for a lot of those, it's actually a new landscape for, for everyone participating in Australia in any way. And we'll be using um, Australian examples um, and we are developing adaptive content for New Zealand and some examples from Asia as well to sort of help those. Obviously with, with it being AML, you get an international map on this anyway. Um, so it'd be very easy to adapt if you did happen to be in other regions, but we're sort of meeting the need. We're hearing from members that, there hasn't been enough Australian centric content. It's been very US focused from the, the material they've been able to access to date. Yeah. So, very excited to be able to do those. We're running the two pilots in May and June for the graduate certificate and the skill set. And then we'll be advertising dates um, that we've got tentatively lined up from July onwards, especially for the skill set. We think that that'll be a really, um, really popular course for members who uh, are experienced in compliance but need. Some knowledge around AML and what the yep. requirements are and how to assess those risks. And then the graduate certificate we think will, will probably be the core one that people will end up doing a lot of, a bit like our Certificate 4 is. More people do the Certificate 4 than go on to the higher level. It's both a time and cost factor. Um, yep. and, and, but, but AML is a career that I think a lot of people will be getting into. We know we all need to recruit more staff. So that's the other thing. The other sort of flip side to this for our members is they're needing to recruit people in who understand the services and products their organisation sends, but they need to really quickly get up to speed with what that means from an AML perspective and start helping them deliver on those objectives.
0: And based on what you're saying there, I guess it's also going to be an eye-opener for those who are new to the space, obviously realising that financial crime is quite a broad umbrella of things. because Yeah. AML is a key component, but of course you have all these other things, topologies um, that you have to look out for in that sanctions and, and um, modern slavery space as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of what Austroch was talking about at the Financial Crimes Congress was not money laundering. Yeah. It was fraud. It, it was other aspects of, um, you know, really complex products, you know, suddenly dealing in gold or, or doing odd share trading, you know, things that... You'd need to have that specific industry experience to be able to assess those risks, but you also need to flip your brain and think about how if someone wanted to exploit this, how would they go about doing that? And it's a re—it's it is a particular skill set and a particular way of thinking, um, to my mind. Um, as we all know, you know from the from Austrac sort of saying that they're getting low quality SMRs. Um, high volume, but a lower quality and, and from the training that you have to push out to frontline staff, there is obviously, it's not naivety, but it's certainly from the frontline staff, building that understanding of why someone would want to exploit that product is is obviously a difficult task. You know, yeah. it's people don't think that way. Normal people don't think that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I guess to, to jump on that, what you're already saying about the SMR is also what DFAT was saying about the quality of the modern slavery statements. Um, that came in as well
1: yeah yeah modern slavery is an incredibly complex risk to even think about and nobody is pro-modern slavery except obviously for (laughs) slavers, I guess but you know no organization would say oh no no we we're prepared to tolerate that of course they are but they have no clue how to tackle it in a meaningful way and, and putting on that cap of figuring out how your organisation could be impacted by it or be participating in it unknowingly is a particular um, level of training. You, you need to have your awareness raised before you can go out and have those conversations um, in your organisations and then make those statements meaningful because that's, you, you know, the disappointing thing was that it there wasn't an unwillingness necessarily by organisations to combat modern slavery. It's just that they didn't put in the time and effort to meaningfully understand yeah. their place in that. They were just cutting and pasting, going, "Oh, well, if you know, our next door neighbour said X, Y, Z. That's that sounds pretty good. Let's do that." You know, yeah. the, the copying and pasting is is very disappointing because it means you haven't actually looked at. How your organization's involved, but that's a whole other podcast, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is. So, I mean, any 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 further details you want to leave people with? Um, dates, um, I, I think you said the pilots might already be over subscribed. The, the yeah.
1: pilots, we've already got participants for the pilots, and thank you again to those people who are giving up their time to participate, give us some feedback, and um, and participate in the assessment activities for us and tell us whether they actually make sense, whether they help. Um, because part of the beauty of doing this through a vocational methodology is you're meant to think about your own work situation as well. You're meant to be able to apply these skills immediately. Um, And so that takes a little bit of work on the part of the people participating. So huge thank you. But in terms of dates, we're looking at starting these from – late July. Uh, so we've got some dates in July, October and December for the skill set and running the graduate certificate in August and November. Um, and the graduate certificate's looking like it'll be two and a half three day course if, if it ran on a full day um, and we can do that live stream in half days um, as we go through. We'll then be adding the graduate diploma modules as we go um, later on in the year as well. As soon as we've got a, a few people through the graduate certificate who indicate they might wanna go on and do the rest of the, um, the graduate diploma. Bearing in mind that once you've done the graduate certificate, you've done a portion of the graduate diploma. So it's, mm. it's, a, it's the same thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so looking forward to being able to advertise those and have people, people join in on those sessions.
0: Excellent. Well, I think that's it for now. Um, and yes, I probably will plan for the podcast and the modern slavery piece.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, thank you very much for your time, Naomi.
1: No, no, very welcome. Thank you. And thanks, everyone.
0: This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute, and the music was produced by Rob Neary.